You know, I always get uh, a little nervous when I get a request from either Samantha or Ruby about the opening audio, and it's a Taylor Swift song. Uh, we are lollygagging sports. Uh, you're not cued into some weird off this wall podcast. No, you got the you're at the right place. We are lollygagging sports. Uh, Bo Reed along with Samantha Button and Matthew Irby. I guess Samantha, right off the bat, uh, based off the last time we did this, did I at least get Taylor Swift that time? I think so. <laughs> it sounds right. It's a little hard to tell. I'll have to get back to you after I actually listen to the recording because all the audio sounds funny, like when we're taping to me a little bit. But I, I think so. It did sound like Taylor. <laughs> really, this has nothing to do with the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> RB, RB requested this. It has something to do with Time Capsule. And I know exactly what year he's doing. See, I'm just, I'm just going to be in a state of, of, of paranoia for the rest of the show now uh, because when you guys collude on this stuff, I don't know. I, 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 don't I know. we didn't collude though. I just like sometimes, sometimes one of us is able to get inside the other one's brain. Yeah, that's worse. And you're not, you're figure not out me what feel the bad. other one's doing. You're right. That does sound worse. <laughs> I want to do his brain and remove this piece of information. Oh, very sci-fi. Um, got the sequel to Inception on the show this week. Okay, all right. Well, still uh, haven't seen it. Oh, still you, haven't seen it. You actually, I actually think you might like Inception. I think you, I think you might. I don't know for sure, but I, I, I think you might. I don't know. I'm not sure. I like saying in getting incepted. I mean, I know what that means, kind of. I like saying it. I don't know if I really want to see the movie. I'm not sure. Oh, man. All right. Well, Irby, how you doing over there, man? I'm great. I am great. You know, you guys are assuming this is time capsule. How do you know it's not, you know, just in light of Jim Harbaugh taking the Chargers job and, you know, finding his next big mistake? It's going to be forever. It's going to go down in flames. Is that we're right? <laughs> um. Well, <laughs> darling, he's a nightmare just like a daydream. He's not just like a daydream. He wears catches. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> or is this the Titans singing to Brian Callahan? I. Isn't that more like look what you made me do? Don't we have to go to rep there, that? There he goes. <laughs> This wow. is now a Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are working on that musical, which I still don't know how that what that looks like. But okay, <laughs> did, we, did we do an update to that? I think we did. did. We we came back to that at least once since then, didn't we? I don't know. We have a lot of irons in the fire <laughs> for <laughs> unprofitable business ventures. So you know. We should. That is out. true. We really could out there. If you're looking to be an unpaid intern that kind of wants to get some experience, we really could use some help keeping these irons in order. Yeah. I. What did I find today when I was looking for a different photo buried in my phone from like four years ago? It was like screenshots of we were making up 
Astros slogans for the future, and they went all the way through like 2024. I was like, oh, this is interesting. This has to have been written in like 2019. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you had that, and I had the Harry Potter one from a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, I had forgotten about that too. <laughs> please, please climb onto our sinking ship. Uh, <laughs> insert. We have so much work for you. None of which will go anywhere. Can't pay you. <laughs> no college credit. Yeah. But you'll have a blast. <laughs> it'll be fun. Way to sell it, it'll, man. <laughs> it'll be fun. I will pay you in unsolicited merch sent to me by teams that I didn't want. I have a whole closet full of it. I could be game for that. I mean, it depends on the merch. I mean, don't. You know, it's not great. It's all the stuff I rejected. <laughs> so, I don't know if you want it, but anyway, I'm not, we're not selling this very well. Anyway, really, all gang sports internship. <laughs> like, you will have a great time. You will learn nothing and earn nothing. Uh, <laughs> I will buy you coffee. How about that? Um, <laughs> Maybe a Joe Barry autographed defensive playbook. <laughs> Someone want that? <laughs> I. I I, I wouldn't, but, you know. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> we are going to talk some football. We're just not going to talk about that particular sign playbook. Uh, uh, but we're going to do baseball first. So let, let's let's talk Hall of Fame. Uh, those results were announced yesterday. Not a lot of surprises in terms of who made it. Samantha Beltre, Maurer, and, and Helton all are elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. All deserving, no surprises. I think Wagner not getting in was probably the one surprise that I had of note. Yeah, that makes me mad. Um, we continue to undervalue relievers. Um, it makes me very angry. I, I love Billy Wagner. He's had, you know, he has a fairly unimpeachable case. The stats are there. There's nothing wrong with him as a human. There's nothing about this that, that should cause this to happen. I, I, so I was surprised by that. I mean, I. I don't know, guys, I had, I mean, in a ballot for fun, and I had seven people on it, which is, like, a lot for me, because I'm a small hall yeah. person, uh -huh. but um, only one of them actually made it in of the seven people, and that was obviously Beltre. Um, so I was a little bit surprised by Maurer on the first ballot, and I, I'm not sure I was surprised by Helton. I mean, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, personally, but I, that's Hall of Very Good to me, but I'm okay with it. Like, it's fine. And he uh -huh. was kind of doing the slow creep, you know, so you knew he was going to get up there. I was surprised to see Maurer get in on the first ballot, and, you know, I don't know that I would have voted for him, but um, I don't have a problem with it. But the Billy Wagner thing just, like, super-duper bums me out. That bums me out. I hate it. You know what's interesting about that, though, because you mentioned, like, the, you know, the, the, what, what seems like a bias against relievers in, the, in these Hall of Fame votes. Well, you're absolutely right on that. But what I find interesting is the only unanimous entered into the Hall of Fame was a reliever in Mariano Rivera. So it's like the writers can't make up their minds. Like, are, are we going to are we going to keep all relievers out, or are we, we going to unanimously like Rivera, but we're still going to keep the rest of these relievers out? What's going on here with the reliever vote? Yeah, I mean that's a great point about Mariano Rivera. I mean because I mean does anybody else feel like I I don't know. I'm of the opinion that there have been several people put in, especially recently, who should have been unanimous. Jeter should have been unanimous. Mm -hmm. Griffey, more than anyone should have been like who's that clown right. who is that person 
I want to know who that person is. You're dead to me. Like, that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, like, why, of all people, did Mariano Rivera get the unanimous vote? It's not that I'm in any way disputing that he's the first ballot Hall of Famer, but that is a strange person to end up being the first one to get the unanimous vote. Um, and then we we turn around and we see the sons of Billy Wagner. And this is part of the problem with Hall of Fame voting and why it's in such shambles and why it makes everybody mad because there really aren't good guidelines. Like, look at the whole character issue. I had people yelling at me yesterday because I said I voted for Omar Vizcal. And I was like, look, guys, I know he's a bad dude. But, like, we don't have any rules for that. And it's not the Hall of Nice Person. And I don't want to erase baseball history. Now, if they put a clause in there, a clearly defined character clause, that makes sense to everybody that we can start using that and we can vote accordingly. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't even begin to touch on what we do with, like, the varying degrees of steroid. Like, I don't know. I think it's a gray area. I am not in favor of put them all in. I'm also not in favor of keep them all out. I think it's a case-by-case thing. But because we don't have guidelines, everybody who votes is asked to be an arbiter of morality in a way that I think that they're really not equipped to do and shouldn't have to. <laughs> You know, you, you actually bring up a good point there with, with the whole character thing. I mean, like, it's 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 the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. It's not the it's not the Hall of Fame of good people, right? Yeah, there are a lot of bad dudes in yes. the Hall of Fame. Like, and we can change the standards, but yeah. you would have to actually explicitly do so. Right? You can't ask people to make that decision and then act like, well, you know, like. Okay, like, yeah, you kept Kirk chilling out. Like, that was probably a good call. Like, but I was voting for him for a long time. I mean, granted, he's gotten worse. Yeah. But, like, you know, and that's part of the problem, too, is I, I think, you know, he escalated. Uh, but, like, I think you, you've got to either create some guidelines here or we all just have to agree that, like, we don't care about that and this is meant to be a shrine to baseball accomplishment. Or we need to have two separate things. We need to have these are our immortals mm-hmm. who we want, right. like, to represent baseball forever. And then these are the people who were <clears throat> incredible athletes. Like, I don't know what you do with this. Like, I don't know how to solve it, but current, the way it's working right now is not great. I always get a kick out of these voters that hedge their bets, right? It's like, well, you know... Obviously, his stats are there, but you know he was terrible with the media, or uh, or he, he or he was a garbage person. Like, no, no, let's cut it off at the first half of that. His stats are there. That means he's absolutely a Hall of Famer, and that's how you need to to vote accordingly. You could we could talk about all kinds of things about how bad the person is. Kurt Schilling is a garbage human. He's proven yeah. that time and time again. Is he a Hall of Famer? In my opinion, yes. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I hate it. I, I, I don't like it I either. I don't want to stand up and clap for the man. But, like, unless you put a caveat on it yeah. that says you also have to hold up a moral code that is consistent with baseball's values, and here is that moral code. Like, you can't be a complete garbage human. Like, I'm real comfortable keeping out the people who cheated because then the stats aren't there. Even sure. if they're there, they're not really there. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you have cheated in a way that is egregious and that probably changes whether you have a Hall of Fame case, like, I, I will pound the table for Manny Ramirez because I, I think that taking something so that you can hang on when you're like 38 years old is a lot different than turning yourself into a completely different kind of player. And I don't know that I want to penalize somebody like that, but like, again, because we don't have guidelines, someone's going to yell at me about that, you know, and say, well, then why would you say no to Roger Clements? Why would you say no to bonds? I'm like, well, it's case by case, but like, unless you can tell me that the numbers are not legitimate, that, that they would not have reached a Hall of Fame milestone, then I guess I feel like it's not my job to decide who's a bad person. Right, right. Irby, how about you? What are your thoughts here on the Hall of Fame? Well, uh, you guys made some 
great, great points, and I won't double down on anything on it. I, I pretty much across the board <laughs> agree with y'all. And the the only stuff that that I would love to see, I the the first thing I'd love to see is, is we've got to have some better way of oversight. We, we need to have some better oversight here, um, whether whether it is tracking exactly, you know, what a, a reason for not voting this guy in, voting this one in. I, I, for the life of me, do not understand and cannot respect the whole, well, I'm going to vote for him after the first year. Oh, I'll yeah. vote for him in later ones, not the first year. I, I can't, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's that's that that screams too much. Look at me, look at me stuff. Um, so, I, I we the good thing is the number of votes. I, I am by no means saying we need to cut down on the votes. The good thing about having this many votes is that it really is a a wide wide range of people doing this voting, and so you do have to convince that seventy five percent and get in, and that's where it is. At right now. Now, I am also in the <laughs> small hall, but I'm also a realist. So it is the hall of very good right now. That is what it is. So because of that, I'm good with this crowd. Uh, I do think Wagner, it's almost like they're setting it up for year 10. I mean, here we go. Here's with the collusion all over again. Like, it's almost like, well, no, we don't want to do it now. We want to do it 10. It'll be a big deal. He'll get it next year. Um, but then there's the same thing. And this goes back to the unanimous problems that you guys have. Great points and everything, especially on the Griffey one. Uh-huh. And here we go again. Next year, Ichiro. Ichiro is there. He will not be unanimous. Somebody will do the exact same thing. And it's, I can't with this anymore. And, and I, I do think we're getting to a point where you're going to have to start getting rid of some of these people because of that. Yes. Because of it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it for this guy. Because what was it? The, I love the, the one explanation of Beltre. Yeah, well, you don't, when you see him, you don't think of Hank Aaron. Yeah, and, and all these other guys in here, you do think of Hank Aaron? Like, no, no, don't give me that crap. <laughs> well, that's what it is. It's crap, right? Like, like that. That's that's all you can say about that particular response. It's crap. And Samantha, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the Hall of Fame, the entity that is the Hall of Fame, could take a look at some of these reactions like that. Some of these explanations, if you want to call it that. And go well. Wait a minute. You know, if, if that's how you're going to think about this, then you're you're not going to get a vote next year. That seems to be the only possible solution to this problem because we're going to talk about this every year. I first of all, if your criteria is he's not Hank Aaron, then you're going to have a real small hall. Right. Like, I mean, it's going to be like three people in it. Like, why? That is ridiculous. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, also, and I, yeah, this, I think you need to kick out anybody who says, I'll vote for him, just not this year. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying your opinion can't change. Otherwise, how would people get in later on the ballot? But I think that's more about that, you know, the case changes, the landscape for what's acceptable changes, different voters come in, or maybe somebody gets talked into it, or they revise their opinion. Sure, but like, the idea that you would deliberately not vote for someone knowing you're going to vote for them later feels like you're trying to do some do away with a specific honor for somebody. I just don't want to be a first ballot guy. Like, no, the only question that you have been charged with answering as a voter is, are they a Hall of Famer or not? No one asked you to arbitrate whether they are a super special turbo Hall of Famer who gets in on the first ballot. Like, that's not, that has never been in the criteria. So to me, you're violating the criteria if you're doing that. You should lose your vote. I mean, it's just, it's really more about not 
putting people in than putting them in. I think it's it's harder to come for people who say I put this guy in because and if his reasoning is stupid, it's like okay, you know they were on the ballot, they made it onto the ballot. Who's going to tell you you're not allowed to vote for him? It's the people who don't vote for somebody under certain circumstances where I think we have a problem and we need to start you know culling the herd. You know, this actually makes me wonder when did that particular trend in the voting start? I'm not going to vote for him their first year. I'm gonna I'm not going to vote for him until their fifth. I know, I, I know that was a big deal around the steroid users, the, the, the those from the steroid era, I should say. Right, that's Isn't when that, that how started. This got started I, was I, the I think we so. have to punish them yeah. for a while. I, I think so. But then so. it started getting applied to other people. Like it's like, well, then why are you doing that to? Why would you do that to? I don't know any number of people, yeah. especially the people who go in on the second ballot. Mm-hmm. Like, if it takes 10 years to convince somebody, like, I kind of get it, you know, outside of the steroid thing, which, again, either you're okay with it or you're not. You got to pick a sure. side. But, like, yeah, but the ones who, like, I'm keeping him out this year, but we'll let him go in next year. And you're like, well, why? Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. can't do that. <laughs> I guess you can, though. Yes, you can. Uh, what a mess. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Irving, anything else you want to add here before we get into someone who's definitely not going to be a Hall of Famer ever, not on any ballot? Oh, we're talking about Jose Batista and his six votes? Oh, you can't do ah. what? <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Oh, the, here's, there's where I am going to take issue with people who did vote for someone. Show yourselves. Explain yourself. Yeah. Why? 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 And Brandon guy, Phillips. person who voted for Brandon Phillips, who are you? <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Come on, they, 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 the, the six for, for, for Joey Bass, that has to be Toronto media, right? They don't have, there's no way there are six voters in the Toronto pool. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Oof. Maybe, maybe Pirates? You think there's maybe a Pirates one? It's like, I always liked him as a rookie. <laughs> what? get somebody who's just really, really mad at Rubenador. Was it you, Irby? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I I do think if even if he did a Hall of Fame vote the day he got knocked out he lost my vote. Look at you too, Tim Anderson. Agree. I agree. By the way, by I completely agree with that. <laughs> can't can't have anybody in the Hall. And that's why out. I didn't vote for Gary Sheffield because you remember when he tried to charge the amount and Fausto Carmona bopped him on the nose. Like that was it. That was it. He was done for oh, me. That's right. There we go. Never okay. respect you again. Yep. If you get KO'd on a baseball field in between the lines, you can't be in the hall. Nope, nope. I like this. Yep. <laughs> by, by the way, kind of off topic, but not really, since you since you've thrust Rufnetto door into this conversation, Samantha. Irby, if you think that I am not throughout this summer going to be just funneling Rufnetto door's stats to you, you got nothing coming. I'm just, I, I, I got to have my fun. Hey, no, that's fine. That's fine. You know, the Murray Giants have got a good, decent chance of winning the uh, the division this year. Oh, man. They may have torpedoed that by signing Rudinetto Tor, though. <laughs> oh, all right. Samantha, how about you? Anything else on the Hall of Fame before we move on? Um, I was disappointed in the number of votes given to Bartolo Colon. Right? What, what was that I, about? And I mean that in a, why didn't more people vote for him? Yeah, um, not the other direction. Why? Why did you six idiots who voted for Jose Batista not instead give your votes to Bartolo? Colon? I, I'm upset by this. I, I feel like there is something about sometimes you just put a guy in the Hall of Fame because he was pretty good and because he's just awesome. Just as a character in the history of baseball, he is important. <laughs> 
he's important to our narrative. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Not not to not to mention there's not a fan out there that doesn't enjoy a fat guy. There's not a single no, one. Everybody loves Bartolo, right? We all love Bartolo. Like you want to make this there, put your character clause in and, you know, get rid of these clowns who are like upsetting everybody. And then you could put Bartolo in and everyone will be happy. It will make people happy. Don't you want to make people happy? Like, <laughs> oh, come on, baseball, get it together. Uh, okay. <laughs> Mo- moving on. Uh, as I mentioned, this particular player will never, ever touch the Hall of Fame. I don't even think they're going to let him in as a visitor. Samantha, especially after finding out that Anthony Rendon, who's always been a tool, uh, he, he, he apparently hates his job. Uh, he hates his job so much he wants to go to a four-day work week. That's just the gist that I'm getting out of, out of the latest Anthony Rendon nonsense. Uh, he hates baseball and thinks the season is too long. Well, Lottie Daga, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> what? What? Is this guy ever going to stop being a jerk? Come on. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing him walking up to like the ticket window at the Hall of Fame and the person at the window being like, no. Uh, <laughs> that was an outstanding image, Bill. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I, I will hold that in my mind. <laughs> got um, a picture. Do not allow in. Like, is but, it, it, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, if this guy comes here. Yeah. Do not. Yeah. Oh, man. I just, I mean, like, okay, you know what? Here's something we can all agree on. Here's something that everybody in baseball can agree on. This guy sucks, right? He just sucks. Yeah. He sucks as a person. He sucks as a baseball player. He sucks. Like, oh, he is. There are worse people in in the sport of baseball. Like, there there are worse humans out there. I'm looking at you or else, Chapman. But, like, this guy just sucks, man. Like, this is the guy who, like, you know, the person that, like, what's that meme about inviting somebody to a sleepover? Like, the person who at, like, 12.01 is, like, it's tomorrow already. That's him. That's the <laughs> guy who just sucks all the joy out of everything. Like, he hates baseball. Clearly hates baseball. He hates baseball. I think he hates America because he knows Abla Inglés, even though, you know, he's from America. So, like, you know, if he hasn't mastered the language in the 30 years in which he has lived in the English-speaking country... <laughs> This guy's just, he's the worst. He's the worst. I hate this guy. He's terrible. Like, kick him. Can we kick him out of baseball? I mean, clearly that's what he wants, right? Like, he doesn't want to play. He hates it here. Like, well, you know what? Since you're having such a terrible time here, why don't you leave? I tell you what, you want to really, truly retire. You want to really, truly drive up the engagement from the fans in baseball? Allow us every single offseason. It could be, you know, at the winter meetings. Allow the fans to vote somebody off the island, right? Oh, that would be so great. We, uh, oh, my gosh. We, we that can, would be so great. We could get rid of so many bad eggs, right? Because Okay, would you pick him? Yes. Would you pick him? I mean, like, let remove the people who are, like, monster humans. Like, remove, like, you know, Roberto Asuna and Aldous Chapman. Like, just for the fun of it. Right. Kick out, like, don't consider the people who, like, should be in jail. Uh-huh. Like, just of the people who just suck. Would he be the one you'd pick? Yes. I agree. I agree. It's and, not entertaining. And like, Tim Anderson provides entertainment. I don't want him kicked out. You know, and, like, and listen, you know, I, we, we've got the cheating scumbag Astros. They're not on the list ahead of Anthony Rendon to me. They're really not on my list. I agree. 
They're really not on my list. I, I want to I beat them every year. I don't want to just kick them out of the league. Right? I want to beat them every year. Anthony Rendon, I just want gone. I, yeah, I there's like yeah, there's an argument for keeping the villain. There's also the argument for not creating a martyr, which is exactly what would happen if you kicked out somebody like that. Right. Like as much as I would not miss Jose Altuve, for example. <laughs> or like, Alex Bregman. I or Alex Bregman. Um or actually there there are a few more I could throw on there. But yeah, I mean this is like no, you have the opportunity to get rid of somebody who just clearly doesn't belong here, doesn't want to be here, makes everyone's experience worse, and contributes nothing. He, he's not even giving us a good villain arc. He just sucks. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. First off the island, Anthony Rambodone, pack your bags. And and he can't be a martyr because he no Abla Inglés. Right, right. Well, I think you also, there has to be somebody willing to take up your cause in order for you to be a martyr, right? And who would miss that guy? So, <laughs> not Jonathan Papelbon. No, not much. Not so much. <laughs> I'm so mad we all had to agree with that guy. <laughs> That's frustrating. <laughs> all right, everybody, how about you? It's your turn to take some shots at, at Mr. Rendon. <laughs> well, Bo, you used the right term there because you guys remember when you played middle school, high school, select ball up in that area where you take practice and everything and you kind of. Whether you were, you know, joking around with your friends, not taking infield practice serious, something like that, and the coach notices, and then while you're taking infield, you suddenly get that ball coming 120 miles an hour off the bat. Uh-huh, yeah. That short hop you. Uh-huh. How do you think the new Angels manager, Ron Washington, is going to deal with Anthony <laughs> Rendon? Like, I, <laughs> Ron Washington, a man who you just see how much he loves the sport, how much he loves the game, having a guy like that on Having to deal with that. I mean, I, I can't imagine just other players as well. When you're out there just busting it every day, to have somebody like that. I mean, it's, it's spring training, whole season. I don't get it. I think most teams would move on from him in some fashion at this point as quickly as they can. But the Angels are probably going to give him an extension. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's but this is also that's the thing is you see how much he's getting paid to do nothing, to work less. I mean, I, I, I just. That's that's I think a lot of where the anger just goes. It's like you you've been given this gift, you've been given this great opportunity, and I, I mean you're going to act like this. Like this is just I I, <laughs> yeah. I can't. I, I I look forward to my softball season coming up because I have some friends who are from the Anaheim area who play on that team down there. Big Angels fans. So I can't wait to ask them. Like, how are you? How do you feel about this guy? Because I mean, what do you do? Like. Like Bo, you, we had Vicente Padilla, but that was at least just a oh. one-year deal. You knew the guy would be gone. Oh, Rendon's not going anywhere, and that's <clears> what's <throat> crazy about this is he's not. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I, it's just, boo, get out. Like I mean, you're just nobody. You're, you're I, 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 whatever. Go back. Please stop speaking English. Maybe that's what we need. Mm. Well, those of us that know Ron Washington, or actually, doesn't know Ron Washington, but have seen Ron Washington throw batting practice, he doesn't need the bat to get Rendon's attention on the field. He could one hop him from the mound, from the plate, doesn't matter. So that would be fun to see. <clears throat> I have to make my way up for a Rangers Angels game so I can so I can see if uh, if Wash has to. <laughs> make him wear one to get his attention, so to speak. That'd be kind of funny. Samantha, anything you want to add I, here? Well, you know, I I didn't until a second ago, and I was like, well, well, we're doing spring training this year. So I, it had not occurred to me to prioritize going to an Angels game 
But like, if we could get there early, if if like by some chance Wash was throwing BP, and I could watch him like make Anthony Rendon wear one, like that would be worth attending an Angels. <laughs> I wasn't planning to do so. I, I had other things like with the real baseball teams that have spring training out there that I wanted to see. But I would make an exception for that. Oh, I, I certainly sounds like that would be worth the exception. <laughs> yeah, you can see that. That's worth the price of admission. <laughs> All right, Irby, anything else on this before we go to football? No, 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 I'm good. I'm just not looking forward to another year of dealing with Rendon or not dealing with him, I guess, whatever. Just disappear. Just go away. Go away. <laughs> just, just leave, sir. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the NFL. Uh, obviously, we have championship weekend coming up. Excuse me, championship, yeah, championship Sunday, I should say, not the weekends. It's just Sunday. Uh, so let's talk a little bit, I think, Smith. I want to start with Josh Allen because, obviously, the Bills once again failed to beat the Chiefs. And Josh Allen seems to be taking it on the chin. I'm not so sure that's deserved after watching that game. I mean, there, there were some drops, some key drops, in that one, that that could have turned the tide. Of course, we, we can talk all we want to about the missed kick and the wide right and all that fun stuff, but I don't think it's fair that Josh Allen takes this one on the chin. Yeah, I this is... I mean, I think... I get that, and to a degree, I'm willing to accept the fact that as the quarterback, you get all the glory, so you're going to have to kind of take the other end of it as well. Like, if you're going to be the poster, you know, the, the guy on all the posters for the franchise, then if you are the person who will get all of the accolades when things go well, then you're also stuck being the person who kind of has to eat it when things don't, even sure. if it's not your fault. But, like, usually when I talk about that, I'm referring to somebody who essentially isn't willing to take responsibility. And we talk a lot about, like, good leaders, and we talked about people like Cole McCoy and Baker Mayfield, who are maybe not the best quarterbacks, but who are the kind of guys that you kind of love having on their t- your team because, like, they're very cognizant of that. And those are the guys who stand up there and say, I could have been better today, even on a day where they, they literally couldn't have. Like, it had nothing to do with them. And Josh is very much that person. So I, I hate to say, well, he's got to eat it because he lost because if they won, he'd get all the credit. It's like, but this guy's always willing to assume responsibility. He's always talking about how he needs to do better. So mostly I just think it's kind of obnoxious to, like, dunk on a guy. So, oh, he's lost three times. Like, you know, Mahomes is dominating Allen. It's like, yeah, there's, like, 50-some other people on both teams there who were contributing to either the winning or the losing effort. And in an isolated game, sure, you can pluck out and you can say, and this one, Mahomes was better and this one, Allen was better. But like, I don't know that this necessarily means that Mahomes owns Allen or whatever. It's just like a ridiculous, like stupid thing to say that, you know, if you're just casually being like, ha, I'm the Chiefs fan, whatever, great, good for you. But, like, it's it's a weird way to evaluate quarterbacks directly against one another because it's not in any way, like, an accurate assessment of performance. So, yeah, like, Allen had a couple of, like, are we really going to break down someone's performance that tightly and say he wasn't perfect? Like, and especially with a guy like Josh Allen where you, you have to kind of take the the cowboy stuff for what it is because you make a lot of big plays off of him just doing something totally wild. So you have to be prepared for it to go the other way occasionally. Uh So 
I don't know. Like, it just seems ridiculous to me. Like, it was a good game. Sometimes you just lose. Yeah. I don't think this is any sort of, oh, this guy owns this guy. This guy's definitely better than this guy. You, neither one of them's even 30 yet. You guys, calm down. We have no idea who's going to be the better quarterback. <laughs> we only know who's been successful so far. I, I just, I, sometimes you just lose a football game. Uh-huh. And if you've lost three of them to the same team and they were all tight and everybody played really well in all three of them, like, I don't know. Some days it's just not your day, man. Uh-huh. Like, we, maybe we need to just walk away from that. Like, that poor kicker. Like, I feel so bad for that guy. It just wasn't his day. Man, he is a good kicker. He had a bad day. Uh-huh. Let it go. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's that's part of the problem, though, isn't it? Is is after a loss, especially a playoff loss, and especially in the NFL. I mean, it's true for all sports, but especially in the NFL and especially in January, you got to have somebody to blame, right? Yeah. It, it can't be that. Oh well, the Chiefs just won the game. No, the Bills lost because of Josh Allen. They lost because of the kick. They lost because of play. Whatever. The Chiefs just won a football game. What, someone has to win, someone has to lose. We shouldn't have to go look around looking for someone to blame just because the team lost. And that, that's what this feels like the last handful of days since this game was played. Irby, this, that's what it seems like to me. And we're just look, everyone's just looking for someone to blame. So they really don't have anyone, so they're going, they're going for the quarterback. They're going for Josh Allen because he's the quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, and that is the thing is it's usually – Quarterback and coach, that, that's who gets it. Unless you're Jerry Jones, no one gets any blame. <laughs> right. but, but in this situation, yeah, I mean, that, that's what it is. And the, the crazy thing about this game is you put that game, that Chiefs-Bills game, in a vacuum, and you don't deal with all the other times that they've beaten them. That is a fantastic game, and you're walking away as a Bills fan going, golly, we almost had them. Mm-hmm. Because y'all yeah. make the point, like, you're not in this position – if it's not for the way Josh Allen plays. You're not in this position if it's not for the way Tyler Bass is kicked throughout the season. Okay, so if you don't have those guys, well, you say, well, we got to get rid of that guy. I say, okay, well, you get rid of that guy. You're not in this position here. They are reasons why you were here. On that day was not your day, okay? Now, I sure, there's little things like the, the last couple plays before the field goal. I think Buffalo could have been a whole lot smarter in that situation instead of going for the kill. Maybe find your tight ends or run the ball, which you have been doing amazingly all mm-hmm. game long. Yep. Set up either a closer field goal or, or get yourself in a better position to score a touchdown. Because, my gosh, that third down play, you throw it in the end zone. If you complete that, yay, yay, we got the lead. Like, you just gave Mahomes yep. <laughs> over a minute with two timeouts. Like, what do you think's about to happen here? So, it's. It's just that, you know, and there's the thing. And said so to said it great, like, it's still young. Josh Allen is still learning, okay? This is not an aging quarterback situation here. He is still learning. He is going to continue to improve. And, I, look, it's tough. Yeah, it's the same team beating you over and over again. You're going to deal with that of, oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes has ownership in the Buffalo Bills. Like, that, that's, what, that's what we do when we don't have any actual stock and can't do anything about it. Realistically, go back to the drawing board. And deal with it next year. I mean, because that's what you, that's all you can do is just take it on the chin. What are you going to learn from it? Move forward, okay? Because this is a still a solid Bills team. I do have some concern that I mean, this this window's been open a while. We got to figure something out here soon. But I, you know, it's something to do with with getting hot, and and teams do that at the right time. And this Chiefs team looked kind of dead in the water a few months ago, uh-huh. but they're getting hot at the right time. Well, I mean. Uh- what I'm looking at in terms of getting better for for next year when you when you face these guys again in next January 
is you talked about that that last drive. A little better play calling when they got inside the 30. That would have been better. That's how you that's that that would be a difference you could make in the playoff game next year. Right? It's it's not always just personnel. Rethinking how you close a game. Which seems to be the Bills' problem here, Samantha, when they face the Chiefs, is closing the game. They have screwed it up now three times. So would you fire Sean McDermott if Bill Belichick was interested in the job? Man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I would. Yeah. I'll put it out there right now. I absolutely would. Like, Sorry, Sean McDermott. I don't think you're a bad coach. I wouldn't fire you under any other circumstances, but I'm sorry. Like I, it's Bill Belichick and like yeah. whatever you think of Belichick's like current ability to assess talent or build a roster, he's still a really good coach. Like, sorry, man. I don't think I'd do it for anybody else. Like I, I just, somebody asked me this about the Bucks, about like, would you fire Todd Bowles if Belichick wanted a job? And I was like, yeah, like, sorry. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. there are, there are exceptions and you know, loyalty only goes so far. So I mean, you, you have some coaching issues that I think you need to address, and you're about to have some pretty serious salary cap issues too because Allen's deferred money is going to kick, and that's going to be a $45 million hit. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get more expensive. You can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Or anything you want to add are, The Bills are going to go uh, talk to Otani's people about, hey, how do we <laughs> defer Josh's money? <laughs> Into ownership. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I wholeheartedly uh, uh, yes on the Belichick thing too. Also because I think that means he's bringing Josh McDaniels to be the OC. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's fine as an offensive coordinator. He's not a good coach. I I know. I just hate that that he's there, and I have to know that he's there. But but yes, I I agree with you. He is fine as a coordinator. Yes. <laughs> Just stay with – know your lane. This is what you're really good at. But I can coach. No. No, you can't. <laughs> His most successful coaching was in Indianapolis. You right. never lost a game there. All right. So uh, one one other thing from that, that Chiefs-Bills game that I, that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Have we, have we witnessed, all of us that were watching that game, did we witness Jason Kelsey's, like, kickoff to his retirement? In that game, did we all get to see that? Because that was hilarious, and I want to see. I, I'm really hoping for more of this <laughs> the rest of the way. Not just this year, but you know, come on. He's got no. He's got no care in the world now. If he, if he's actually retiring, he could just be Jason Kelsey, and that looked fun. I look. This guy is great. He's good for football. Like. We've had so many complaints with the NFL recently about how it has absolutely no sense of humor. It doesn't know how to have fun. Like, the only fun that you ever get out of it are, like, the exhilaration of winning or, like, the running commentary from, like, other people on the Internet who say funny things. But the league was taking itself way too seriously. Like, it was just a bummer, right? And then, but here here are the Kelseys to save us. Like, Travis is going to bring Taylor Swift into the fold. That's great. Mm-hmm. All good news. And then Jason Kelsey. I mean, these two, they're just delightful humans. Jason Kelsey in particular. Like, what this is what the NFL needed. It needed two good guys. Like, they needed to be good guys, and they, but they need to be characters. And these guys are characters. Uh-huh. I mean, Jason Kelsey, man. Like, 
He's out there with his shirt off in the freezing weather in Buffalo. He is drunk as a skunk. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks terrible, and he doesn't care. It was awesome. Like, he was talking about how much fun he was having with the Bills fans, pouring beer into people's mouths. Like, this is what we need. This guy just loves football. He's fun. Like, I want him to be in charge of everything. I would vote for him for president. He could run America. <laughs> that guy could run America. I have expected the NFL to find him. For the, for See, that they would have if, he, if he hadn't retired, they would definitely. You know what, and, they would find a way to find him. You know what, but but what what would have been hilarious is if Taylor Swift paid the fine. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be so great. <laughs> like, listen, I'm sick of you guys sticking a camera on me at all times. All this creepy girl crawls all over me. That's another thing we should talk about. <laughs> Brittany Mahomes about how she's always like clinging to Taylor, like physically, like a like a remora, and and Taylor Swift <laughs> is like not even looking at her, <laughs> and that girl is like claws into. It's so creepy. Yeah, but but yeah, what? It, yeah, if Taylor Swift paid Jason Kelsey signed that that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be absolutely insane. Well, adding further to the entertainment value of all of this. It'd be great. I don't know about president, but uh, you know, Kelsey is NFL commissioner. I could go for that. Yeah. I could go for that. Oh, man. I, bet the, I bet the NFL would be fun again. I, it would be and so I'm, much more fun. I'm not even joking there. Like, I, I really think he would. Someone I'm not like that. Someone like that I would agree. inject some fun into the no fun league. Be amazing. Because the NFL I, used to be fun. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. Like that, like we could make this fun again. We could make it entertaining. We could erase headlines like the one I saw yesterday where they said, well, kids are mostly into anime. They don't really like the NFL. It's actually more popular than the NFL. And it's like good for you if you want to watch cartoons. But like it's really kind of concerning to me that like no children watch Uh football. Yeah. So like this guy could inject some life and some fun into something that is a, a product that has really stalled out and is mostly becoming like an interactive exhibit for gamblers, mm-hmm. which is not sustainable. Yeah. So why not? Like he doesn't need to know how to do all the financial stuff. He can hire someone. They can hire a CFO. You guys, he doesn't need to have a business background. He just needs to be able to market the product. And that guy, what he did at that game is the best marketing the NFL has had in like 10 years. <laughs> Where's the commissioner? He's in the parking lot taking a shot out of a bowling ball. Oh, okay. <gasps> oh he jumped into the pit. <laughs> Irby, how about you? NFL commissioner for, for, uh, for Jason Kelsey, what do you think? Oh, yes, please. I, I, I mean, you guys are making great points. If you can get somebody who can go into to, to Bill's Mafia and become one of them that fast, I mean, this is good. This is, this is, this is good for the sport. This is healthy good. As we said, you know, the, the, the Grand Bane, like you said, that is, a, that is a, an immediate plus whatever that's not sustainable. But, but going after younger audiences and kids, that is sustainable. <laughs> it's exactly what you're looking for. And this is what you want from someone like the Jason Kelsey. I mean, picking up the little girl so she can say hi to Taylor, out there with no shirt on, hanging out. I, I love when he jumps out into the stands with the Bills fans, and you see all the uh, security officers and the police officers look at each other, going, "I'm not gonna say anything to him." I'm like, I ain't <laughs> right. We couldn't even say if we tase the guy, it probably wouldn't work at this point. Like, he can't just let him go. And but it's but it's. It's it's in control, and that's the that's where it's okay. And and to the point of the commissioner, yeah, I mean, let's ha ha ha. Yeah, but, but seriously, because good leadership, as as we've seen this in many te- many times, it does not. You don't have to be the CFO. 
the CIO, any any of these these O's because you like you said what Samantha said, you hire those people. You just need someone to guide the ship. And that's exactly what I, that's why this makes perfect sense as a commissioner. This is somebody who's gonna get he has football in his best interest. Okay? This thing has made him very popular. This has been a huge thing for him and now he has the opportunity to continue it forward. So yes, I think that is great. Unless, of course, like you said, maybe he runs for office, and I'm not against a Kelsey Kelsey ticket here. You know, Taylor first. I mean, the, the vice president was was that first vice president? How would you say that? Would that work? I uh, I, I I don't know. Oh, the are you talking about the vice president's spouse? Yeah. Oh well, what did Doug? Say it, it, he coined it like a reverse of this. How did he put it? Husband and second and I don't know. Second gentleman. I don't know. Second gentleman. That's what it is. Yeah, second, yeah, so second, second lady. lady. So second lady. Yeah. yeah. Kelsey. Kelsey ticket. Taylor Swift. Second lady. I. Yeah. I think that's I'd the easiest vote. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a majority of Americans would too. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime the Chiefs or the Eagles won a Super Bowl, but that that would be a really fun visit <laughs> during the offseason for those teams. Why not? Yeah. <clears throat> Why not? Why not? Okay. All right. Well, another another uh, NFL. Well, this is a team gaining some popularity here. Let's talk Lions, Samantha. With with the final four, we have. Is it safe to say that 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 the Lions are are the the cult picked or the favorites? Not not to, not necessarily the favorite to win anything, but the favorites of, of the people watching. Oh yeah, this is the feel good story, right? I mean, we had like a weird thing going for a while where it's like, what do you do? Curse franchises, Bills, like Bills Lions or whatever. Like, who do you pick? But like, this is so great. It's like Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, everything about this. It's like. I, I think this is wonderful. Like, I don't know how far they can get. I, it's going to be a tall order to beat the 49ers next week. But it is a great story either way. It's a great run. And, like, I, how could you, like, who who among, like, just American football fans, if your team is still in the race, okay. If your team is not still in the race, why on earth are you rooting for anyone other than the Lions? Like, this is great. Like, don't, don't we always want to support the team that has been, like, just, like, horrifically cursed? Like, forever? Forever. Like, these guys have been around for, like, almost 100 years. And they've never won anything. So how amazing would that be? <laughs> like, I just, I think it's great. I love everything about this. I love Dan Campbell. I, I'm just, Lions. America's team. Yeah, that's going to be the, the Kelsey Kelsey presidency. And the Lions will be America's team. Sorry, Dallas Cowboys. I don't think you've ever actually been America's team, but you are now required to see the title to the Detroit Lions. Irby, <laughs> how about you? Where, where you at with the Lions? Well, I mean, first, thank you, Smith, for throwing the caveat in there that if your team is still not involved, <laughs> that's how you're not sharing for these guys. And so I'll get that out of the way. I'm picking the Niners. I'm cheering for the Niners and all that. But this is different than so many other times because we've all been a part of those series where you're kind of freaking out like, okay, we have to win this game because I can't live in a world where this other team is moving on and I have to watch them again. Totally different here. If Detroit gets the better of San Francisco, we'll enjoy the Super Bowl. I will enjoy cheering for the Lions to win a Super Bowl. Um, I'm really hopeful that doesn't happen. But still, 
it is a fantastic story. It's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, this is the Aiden Hutchinson side, the Dan Campbell, whatever you want to do, the fans. I mean, it, it is it is great for them. Two playoff games, two playoff wins. They take care of business at home. Good job. But like you said, Samantha, they got a tall, tall order coming up this Sunday. But this team, the way they play, the way, I mean, I, I don't put it past them by any stretch. Uh, especially the way San Francisco looked against the Packers last week. Let's not forget that. Yes, on paper, the 49ers are heads and shoulders better, but of the two teams coming into this NFC Championship game, I think the Lions are playing better football, Samantha. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I also think the sense of urgency is stronger, which doesn't always end up mattering. I mean, it's like, I know, like, beware of the team of destiny or whatever. Sure, absolutely Right now, the Lions are playing better football. I don't want to say I think they want it more because I, I mean, Dan Campbell definitely wants it more. Like, I, I defy yeah. anyone to tell me there's a <laughs> single person involved in right. any of this that wants this more than Dan Campbell. I don't believe you. So, yes, Dan Campbell wants this more than anyone. But I'm not necessarily going to say, oh, the 49ers. Of course they do. Of course they do. So I'm not going to say that. But they sure feel like a team that is hot right now that's on a roll the fact that they're winning in close games doesn't make it any less intense doesn't make the team look any less like they are catching fire so it'll be interesting like can the 49ers outsmart them or are the lions just i mean i don't know man team of destiny could be real could be could be real all right Irby, anything you want to add here now would be a good time for you to do, do your go 49ers just throwing it out there yeah, let's go faithful. <laughs> I, hey, it's not going to be raining in Santa Clara on Sunday, so Brock Purdy, Purdy should be playing a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that brings us to the time capsule. So, Irby, I, I okay, you, you two seem to know what's going on here with the whole blank space tie-in. Uh, I'm in the dark. Our listeners are in the dark on this. So I'm looking forward to finding out what in the hell is going on here with Time Capsule. Uh, but just a quick quick reminder for those that are that are new to the program. The Time Capsule, we take a, a sporting event from 1980 to 2010 that we want to talk about that also involves the pop culture of that year. So we're going to take a trip in back in time. To a year that Irby has picked, so Irby, without further ado, take us into take us into the time capsule, man. <laughs> All right, we'll take it. Yeah, this is it's always fun to be on y'all's end. It's equally fun to be on this end, where you know you get to kind of mess with everyone. But I, I so yeah, I'm glad I could do the vote, the guessing for a couple of rounds, and now finally back to picking here. So I won't spend too much time having to figure this one out, but um, the one I want to go back, you know, we did a great job hitting 2000 last week. Last week. Um, I'm definitely going back a little bit further. Uh, some, some, some hometown or not hometown, but, but my own team cheering for my own team, a, a, a major incident in my life as well. Uh, and and that goes back to the song, Bo, like you're saying, blank space, the 1989 album. We are going back to the year 1989. Oh, that's what you did. <laughs> Was that what you were guessing, Samantha? Yeah. <laughs> that's what you did. Sneaky. Of course, that's what I did. And that was a wonderful year. Um, <laughs> one of the highlights for me personally, I was so excited on my seventh birthday, 
Um, there was game three of the World Series between the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants, and I was oh. so excited. My parents told me, you could stay up and watch the game. Oops. And as a seven year I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. I get to stay up late and watch the game. And then the TV went fuzzy. <laughs> and I'm looking at my parents going, what's going on? Well, there was the Loma Prita 6.9 earthquake that sadly struck the Bay Area, postponing the World Series game. Uh, told you all the teams, do you, do you remember how that series ended up? Yeah, the A's won. Yeah, the A's won. The A's won, that's right, a four-game sweep that mm-hmm. took two weeks um, because all the games uh, were played, and they had to delay a little bit, and then all the games were played in San Francisco, even when Oakland was the home team. The The managers, you guys know the managers of that one, those two teams? Uh, Tony La Russa for the A's. Tony La Russa, yes, that is correct. Yeah, but I don't know who the Giants are. Who was the Giants? Uh... Not an easy one. Man, that's okay. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. The name uh, Roger Craig. Wow, Roger really? Craig, the baseball, but not that. Not Roger. the football. Yeah, not that, that Roger Craig. No, well, I knew Hold that. On to that. We're going to come back to that name here in a little bit. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's stretch. right. This, oh, that has relevance to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, this would be the beginning of a three years in which the A's would make the World Series. The only one that they would win. You know, during this, they would make a 91 and 92, but would not win. So, yeah, there was the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 23. What do y'all got? As All right. 49ers over Bengals. I think I, I wasn't at 20 to 16. I'm pretty sure I know the exact yes. score. I yes. Very yes. Well. <laughs> what the, the highlight at the end? Yeah. Joe Montana finding John Taylor for a 10 yard touchdown pass with 34 seconds left. Uh, that would be Mr. Taylor's only reception of the game. Not a bad one to only have one that day. That's and always how that works out. <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah. Roger Craig, the football player, carried the ball 17 times for 71 yards, caught eight passes for 101 yards. So, a good yeah, year for the MVP, wasn't he? Yes, yes, very good. Jerry Rice was the MVP, the only time in those four that it wasn't Montana. Uh, Jerry Rice, uh, rough day, only 15 catches, 205 yards. Oh, terrible. Probably should have been. Pitiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, did, he does not uh, get a jar of dirt. Yeah, right. Uh, NBA, you guys got anything on the NBA that year? Oh, Lord. Okay, so that's the 87-88 season. The, no. The 88-88. Oh, yeah, it was 88-89. My bad. Isn't this the Pistons? I think it is the Pistons. Pistons over Lakers. Uh, yes, maybe? Pistons over Lakers. Yeah, yeah. It was, Pistons uh, also sweeping the Lakers. Uh, yeah, that, repeat of the nineteen eighty eight in which the Lakers. In their defense, like everyone was injured. That is correct. But, yes, this is a correct. very injury riddled. That was also that was also the first installment of the Bad Boy Pistons. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, NHL. Anything? I have nothing. Nope. A good nugget here. I have That's nothing okay. on the NHL. On the 80s, no idea. Man. <laughs> That's all right. It's the Calgary Flames defeated the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it is significant <laughs> because that is the last time two Canadian teams played each other in the Stanley Cup. Is that also the last time a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup? No, the, the Montreal Canadiens won in 92. Ah, so okay. I wasn't far off. <laughs> still, still still alive that a American team has more recently won the Canadian Football League 
mm-hmm. than a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup. Always one of my favorites. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> college football. Uh, that's going to be 80. That, okay, so that's 88 season. Right. That's going to be Jimmy Johnson's Hurricanes, isn't it? No, a little too soon. Too soon for that? Give you a hint. This is, is the Notre last Dame? time. This Isn't it Notre there Dame? it is. Notre Dame defeated West Virginia 34-21 to in the Fiesta Bowl, and this would be the last time the Irish won a national title. Why did you tell us who they beat? Because I wasn't going to come up with that. Nope, I, I wasn't going to think of trying just West Virginia. West Virginia, okay, yep. Uh, March Madness. Y'all, y'all, March Madness? Oh boy! <laughs> uh, um, North Carolina. And how chalky is how chalky is this? Uh, it was a three playing a three actually. Ooh. It was a what? A three seed playing a three seed. So not okay, as but chalky, how chalky as usual. is it, like historically speaking? Oh, oh. Um, the the national champ that year has been very successful, even the years after that. Um, but no, you're not going to guess like West Virginia. I don't think you're going to guess the uh, runner up. <laughs> oh, so not Duke. Uh, this team did well in football this year. Michigan? Michigan. Oh, yes. I do know who the runner-up is then. I do know that. This is Michigan behind interim coach Steve Fisher. Huh. Won in overtime, 80-79 to 79 over... Seton Hall. Seton Hall, that's right. Very good. How the that's hell the do you know that? that? <laughs> they are somewhat local to this area, and it's pretty much their only claim to fame. Oh. Okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, some other interesting nuggets of 1989 before we get into our movies and our music. Um, this is the year that the Exxon Valdez ran aground in Alaska. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's the, uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall. Uh-huh. On November, in November of 1989, the first commercial dial-up internet connection was made in North America. Wow. I wonder how that ever turned out. And um, for a fun little more, you know, nugget that just make us all laugh, uh, it was July 26th was the first prosecuted case under the 1986 Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. Oh. A college student, Robert Tappan Morris, was prosecuted. You know where he went to school? Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> now, Andy Bernard never brings that one up. Uh, no. All right. Yeah. Okay. Movies, music. What do you guys want to start with? All right. Well, we're st- we we're starting with movies, right, Bo? Oh yeah. We're doing movies? Okay. Yeah, and I'm thinking 1989 films. Uncle Buck. That's my opening guess. <laughs> Good guess. Thirteenth. How is still solid opener? How is Uncle solid Buck thirteenth? Wow. People have no taste. I think I... Clearly. In, hey, in this category, that is a perfect baseball. Uncle Buck is your opener, and now, now you're going to hit your starters in area. But that was a good start. Good start. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Buck is the closer, okay? Fair. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's see. So is this the original, the Michael Keaton Batman year, I think? Maybe. No, I think that w- Samantha. Uh-oh. Get yourself a jar of dirt. 
What? That's number one? Yeah. 89. Wow, I thought that was like 87 or 88. I thought it was 88, but then I was like, no, we already did 88. I would have remembered. <laughs> yes, Batman uh, grossing $251 wow. million. It is $54 million more than second place than everyone else. So it wasn't even close. Whoa. Yeah. That's because Michael Keaton is the best Batman. Well, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. <laughs> I, I, okay. 89. I think Major League is 89. Is that on there? Uh, down into my range, you're at 23. Mm. Oh, all right. I will. <laughs> this week, I will be playing the part of Matthew Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> The sad thing is, is there's a couple more in there that I probably would have guessed as well if this was me. So it was, it would have worked out well. <laughs> uh, is there a Disney this year? Uh, yes, there are Disney movies. The Disney animated movie is not up there, so I'll go ahead and give you because that was going to be also in Matthew's range. Little Mermaid was down at 27. Well, that's what I thought, but I would never guess that was that low. That's terrible. What's our well, it was also a November release, so oh, Mermaid may okay. have made a little more waves in 1990. <laughs> okay. That didn't stop Castaway. <laughs> didn't stop Castaway. It's true. It's true. But um, all things. Okay, uh, 89. Field of Dreams? A Wait. solid, solid guess, but down at fourteen. What? It, uh, what about the the very first Ninja Turtles movie? Was that eighty nine? Um, no, I think that was. It might be eighty eight. Later, I'm not seeing. Maybe it was eighty eight, but no, I'm not. I seeing think that's Ninja Turtles. Because I know the second one came out in ninety one. So the first one would have to be eighty eight or eighty nine. Well, it's not my top one hundred, so hopefully it wasn't eighty nine. <laughs> that was the best one too. This is true. Two was also good, but man, the first one was the best. Okay. Um, let's see. Terminator was like 87. Is there a Schwarzenegger movie in the top 10? Or a uh, Stallone? He guesses that every week he asks Hey. I mean, it's a, it's a, that's a good guess, but no, Schwarzenegger doesn't rise above 15. Wow. When he was in Twins. Ah, love that movie. All right, let's see. Is there um, an Indiana Jones movie? Or anything? There is. Ooh, okay. okay. Don't I don't know which one it is. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see. Eighty nine. Has that has to be? Only three guesses here. I know. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to think. Is that too soon <laughs> Not the for last? Is, is that too soon for Last Crusade? Is that the third one? That's the third one. Well, that probably makes sense, don't you think? I think it's going to be the Last Crusade. I'm going to go with Last Crusade. Last Crusade number two. Nice. Podium, All right. There you go. Um, stay with your sequels. Stay with your sequels, sequels? here. Sequels. Yeah. Um, a couple more oh, is it, oh, Ghostbusters two. Ghostbusters 2 comes in at number 7. Ooh. Yay. Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money. No. Ooh. <laughs> no, that, that's 2027. <laughs> are there more sequels? There are two more sequels. Okay. Two more. Okay. Two more sequels in 89. Oh, oh, I know one. 
Anyway, Back to the Future 2. Ah, comes in at number 10. Wow, thank you. Okay. Okay. Back to the Future 2. Okay. Um, it's, not, it's definitely not Star Wars. Is there a Star Trek in there somewhere? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, okay. Star Trek couldn't get... Star Trek Five couldn't get above 21. Uh, that seems what appropriate. That was awful. kind of movie is it? The sequel? Uh, action-packed. Very action-packed. Is it a Rambo? Definitely. No. A little more laughs with this action-packed. Hot Shots Part D? No. <laughs> Not that many laughs. <laughs> Mainly action. Oh. Um, is it a lethal weapon? Ooh, it is one of the lethal weapons. Oh, okay, that's gonna be which, which one? That's gonna be two. Two? Cause, yeah, because three was correct. Yeah, three was in the nineties and four was in the two thousands. There you go. Lethal weapon two comes in at number three. Nice job, okay. Santa. All right, what do we have left in the top ten? What what numbers? Four, five, six, eight, and nine. Wow, we're right in the middle. Oh, Four, five, yeah. six, eight, nine. Wow. Okay. okay. You um, haven't hit the Disney yet. Disney? It wasn't animated Disney. Actually, there's two Disneys. Honey, I Shrunk Who the Kids. Roger Rabbit. Honey Shrunk the Kids at number five. Nice. Oh, good job. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Also a good guess. <laughs> that, that is. I a think good that's guess. Not earlier. I think but I really like that movie. Love um, that movie. It's one of the first ones I watched on Disney Plus. Actually. <laughs> hugely underrated. Hugely yeah. underrated movie. I would not have gotten Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, so I'm glad you, you took care of that. I was not going to get that. Um, I did see that. I think. I think I saw that. I don't know. Apparently it wasn't very memorable. What, so, okay, that was five, you said? So we just need- That was number five. So, so, okay, so we're still number four, a drama. You said four, six, eight, nine, then? Four, six, eight, and nine. Okay, and you said four is a drama. Drama. Uh-huh. Um, we've got a couple dramas and a couple comedies. Okay. No more action. Okay. Darn, I was going to guess Roadhouse. Uh, oh. It was going to be one of my honorable mentions. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh. Roadhouse hanging out down at 44. Really? That is a good movie. I don't mean good in terms of quality. I mean good in terms of entertainment value. I like Roadhouse. Okay. All right. Drama or comedy. 89. Um, wow. Comedy. Um, hmm. Oh, um, so, what, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? That- ooh, very good guess. Another one of my honorable mentions. Sitting at oh. 31. Wow, okay. that's, that, that's just guess. disrespectful for a fantastic movie. Agree. Yes. Um, think about the the, the weekend of Bernie. big names. Weekend of Bernie's. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a very good guess. Unfortunately, did not do well in the theater. <laughs> we can, Damn. Weekend of Bernie's down at forty three. So good job, guys. I got okay. Forty three and forty four covered. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's is one of my all-time favorite movies, and I'm personally offended that mm-hmm. it came third. I understand. Um, we, were, we were kids. It's not our fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I couldn't control this. I was like a small child, and I was not able to buy my own movie tickets. Okay. How about the inc- <laughs> how about the incredibly depressing Steel Magnolias? 
Oh, yeah. good call. Good call. Not this year, though. Mm. Uh, 29th is when it was. It came out in November, made its money more in 1990. God, that, the movie is so infuriating because, like, the first half is hilarious, and then the second half is just depressing. <laughs> I agree. It is a, that movie is a bait and switch, man. You think you're watching one thing, and it turns out you're watching something else. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I was fooled by that. I, I, I don't like that. <laughs> um, so give you guys an idea each of these movies has comedy people in it even though they're not all comedies I'm going to need more than that so unfortunately the one oh. uh, that was one of the comedies isn't really meant for comedy people in there but it's a funny movie a couple funny movies How about- think about your uh, people that are on TV shows Saturday Night Live okay no, I was going to say City Slickers, but that doesn't fit. Saturday Night Live? Um, I don't think I knew who was on Saturday Night Live then. I was like a child. Let's see, 89, that would be... So Chevy Chase? No, he would have been gone by then. Yeah, way, yeah, um, way by then. Um, Eddie Murphy? Is it Eddie Murphy movie? No, that's the, you're, you're getting in the right people there. Um. So your 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 best Billy Crystal that you were doing was when Harry Met Sally was eleventh. Oh, oh. I've oh. never seen that. Me either. <laughs> I'm told it's good, but I just haven't. I don't know. Um, the the Chevy Chase you're throwing out there, Samantha, that was another going to be one of my honorable mentions. Christmas Vacation came in at twentieth. That was eighty nine. Wow. Okay. December eighty nine. So I would have thought that would be earlier. Okay. Yeah, me too. I would have thought like eighty six. Me too. Um, so let's uh, let's let's focus on number four up here. So kind of a kind of a family drama, brothers, uh, a lot of numbers involved. Oh, Rain Man. Rain Man at number four. Oh God, I forgot about Rain Man. Yeah. Um, eight and nine definitely got funny comedians. Stand-up comedians. People got their start as stand-up comedians. But the two movies, one of them is funny. The other is a drama that's depressing at many times. Still a really good movie. Oh, 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 uh, Good Will Hunting? No, that's like late 90s. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, Bo, stick with the people in that movie. Okay. Oh, 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 um, Dead Poets is Oh, oh, Captain, my Captain. Nah, the other one. Yeah, okay. Comes in at Oh, I like eight. that movie, but it is depressing. Yeah. Comes in at number eight. Um, okay, so six and nine is all we have left. Uh, straight up comedy with a comedian in it. And then a kind of a family comedy with a couple people that weren't known for being funny, but it was a funny movie for the time. Okay, who was? Um, can, you, can you tell us the comedian in? Yeah, number nine, Steve Martin. Okay, and do that. Father of the Bride. No, that's later. <laughs> yeah, that's later. Uh, Planes, trains, automobiles. Airplane. Not that. Not <clears throat> no. No. Okay. Close. Um. Parenthood. There you go. Parenthood. Oh, is that good? I've never seen that. Parenthood's hilarious. Parenthood comes in at number nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Parent, the Parenthood's really good. I like Parenthood. 
Uh, I'll have to watch that. I do like Steve Martin, but I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So our last one, uh, our <laughs> our comedy, who is not meant, not known for the comedy people. Um, he was more known for being his singing and his dancing. She was known for her role in a TV show. Dancing? That's John Travolta. Oh, John Travolta. Oh, I know what this is. Um, the with the baby, right? Yeah. Um, look oh, who's talking. look who's talking. That look who's talking. Is Good so job. bad. <laughs> hey, oh, I didn't pay money. <laughs> I cannot believe that we thought that was funny. Anyway, that was funny. <laughs> so, yep, wow. there you go. You guys got your 10. Good okay. Job. Jar of dirt off we the made back. it. <laughs> yeah, you did good. That was good for 89. And, and you did pretty good on some of the honorable mentions, too. We <laughs> named some of those. Turner and Hooch. Ah. Also in there coming in at number 12. Oh. The Abyss coming in at 18. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. So, uh, you guys had boom, boom, boom. Man, y'all got some Karate Kid Part 3 coming in at 33. Oh, another sequel. Oh, they got yeah. those out fast. Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad at 35. Wow, the first one. <laughs> yeah. Lean on Me, 41. A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Child. I don't know which one that is, but it was at number 50. <laughs> <laughs> All dogs go to heaven. Six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all the way down, probably where it should be. Police Academy Six, City Under Siege, eighty-one. Oh God! They should have stopped at one. <laughs> they should have stopped at one, but that was number six. <laughs> no. All right. Well, now we've done the the the. the Maybe the easier two? I don't know. Uh, top ten songs. Okay, top ten songs. Nice to eighty-nine. Is there a Billy Joel in here? Uh, uh, Billy did not make the mm. top ten. Um, my best guess is Paula Abdul. Mm. Paula is on there twice. Wow. Okay. Okay. So straight up, number four and Cold-Hearted Snake. Number six. Good job. Okay. I was hoping that was number one, rats. Okay, no, that, straight up. Um, <laughs> what about Millie Vanilli? Do we have any Millie Vanilli? Oh, we got the Millie Vanilli year. That is right. Yes, Scott. Tw- what has he got? Four. They, what is he? Was it he? They've got four of the top twenty-eight. But wow. can you figure out which one is in the top ten because only one of them is. Oh yes, I can. It, it would be girl. You know it's true. At number eight, girl, you know it's true. <laughs> and it's it a, turns out they were like, we don't even know who was singing those songs. But uh, it wasn't really, really. Uh, I, I, was, I always got a kick out of them putting, girl, you know it's true is the title of a song when it was following them. Um, <laughs> well, it, that's particularly I'm bossies. also a little sad that <laughs> you did so well getting that one. I had some fun clues for that if you guys weren't going to get it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay that's okay you're doing good doing good you got the evens you're getting the evens down ah. you got three of them all right how about the, nobody on the podium yet how about the king of pop is he in there anywhere i i'm gonna need you to be a little more specific michael jackson the king of pop no michael is not oh so janet okay I, what? that's the, she's the queen janet? of pop 
I, I, I just not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So is this? I, oh, I wanted to say when when I think of you, but this is too late for that. Um, wow, Janet Jackson, not great at these. I definitely would not have gotten this. I don't. That doesn't really help. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this. I'm not like a big Janet Jackson guy. Um, Probably something Jerry would be singing about Super Bowl trophies. Jerry would be singing about Super Bowl trophies. She doesn't have a song named Glory Hole. When I hate you. Um, um, again. Um, oh, miss you much. Miss you much. Miss you much. <laughs> that was great, Irby. Miss Perfect. you much. Janet Jackson at number five. Uh, that's excellent. Oh, wow. So, well, we got four, five, six, and eight. So, seven, nine, ten on the podium. All right. It's podium. Oh, we're in the 80s. I know. How, how about my beloved hair bands? Any of them in there? Yes, sir. Okay. 89. Too late for Motley mm. Crue. Um, it's got to be like Poison or Def Leppard or one of those. I, w- I would say either Guns N' Roses or Def Leppard. Ma- yeah, you named three bands. It is one of those three bands. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> oh. is it, but is it Def Leppard? Okay, we both said Def Leppard, so let's start with that. Is it Def Leppard? It is not. Okay. Oh, it's Guns N' Roses. I think it's poison. It is not. It's poison? <laughs> so it's poison. Wow. It's poison. It is? Okay. Okay, so this is the second album then, right? Okay. Uh, uh, yes. So, Every Rose Has Its Thorn? That is correct. Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Go ahead. You guys are all going to be singing in your head right now at number three. Oh yeah, because that was oh no, that was in Bogus Journey. Never mind. For some reason, I was thinking it was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but that's actually Bogus Journey that references that song. Okay, all right. What are we missing? Well, I know we need one, one and two. two, and then we're also missing seven, nine, and ten. All right, are are um, are one and two tied to any movies in the top ten? I do not believe so. Are any of them tied to a movie? I no. As Rats. far as I'm looking at, unless it, okay. it was in the movie, but it wasn't. It just happened to be in the movie. But okay. Oh, what about what about Whitney Houston? No, not yet. No, Whitney. Man. Oh, oh, oh! I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. You want Bobby Brown, don't you? Maybe. Is that why you said it that way? <laughs> Ooh. Maybe. So, uh, my prerogative? Comes in at number two. My prerogative okay. is number two. Wow. Good, because that's what the, the f- only Bobby Brown song I know. So. <laughs> what, the, what the hell was number one in this weird year? I know. I can't. I'm like, okay, something weird. It's got to be something weird, right? Like, there, do we know what this is? Are we going to be able to get I, this? You should. I'm nervous. Okay. You will, you will know the group. You want okay. the group, and you okay. will know the song. Okay. 
89. Um, it's a group. Okay. There goes my guess of Richard Marks. Um, <laughs> Richard Marks, uh, right here waiting at number 11. Wow. All right. Uh, what about Roxette? That comes up a lot. Oh, yeah. Roxette? Roxette uh, doesn't get above 17 with the look. Well, that's just Ooh. that's just inexcusable. Bangles? Your heart at 22. Uh, Bangles actually do not get above 32 with Eternal Flame. <gasps> Terrible. Yeah. Not the song. The fact that the Bangles did not get above 32. That I is agree. a crime. Starship? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Say that again. Starship? Starship. I'm not seeing Starship. What were they before Starship? Like Jefferson Airplane Starship? Oh, Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, Jefferson Airplane. Oh. Jefferson Starship. And they were just Starship. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, you're thinking, because we're now, aren't we in like, nothing's going to stop us now when we built the city yes. territory, yes. roughly? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that's not in there. Yeah. Maybe we're off by a year. We might be off by a year. Yeah, well, a lot of Probably, rock. Yeah, because it's not in here at all. What about Fine Young Cannibals? Ooh. Ooh. That's the name of the song, or is that the group? But they're not. That's the group. That's the, uh, oh, yeah, there they are. Down at number 18, Fine Young Ugh. Cannibals. She drives me crazy. What about What about Tears for Fears? Good guessing. Um, you guys are doing okay, but not up in the top ten. No, no tears for fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, New Kids on the Block. Ooh, got one of my on- honorable mentions. New Kids on the Blocks hanging tough, coming in at forty nine, <laughs> and I'll be <laughs> loving you coming in at twenty six. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I just God. I was gonna kick out of New Kids on the Block singing a song called uh, "Hanging Tough." I know. I know. It, it, makes I know. Sh- it makes me it makes me chuckle every the- time. The dance that they did, well, the, 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 it just made it worse. Uh-huh. It just made it worse. Uh, <laughs> I, uh. I, I'm not. I, I'm not anti boy bands. I, I think there have been some good ones, but New, New Kids on the Block was not a good one. Um, <laughs> they were not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so what groups. we have left? Um, yeah. Let's see. Our, our number one calls itself a power ballad by an American rock band. Hmm. Does not narrow it down. Nope. <laughs> not really, because everything was a power ballad in the 80s. Um, yes. Power ballad by an American rock band. Uh, we've also got an American dance pop group that originated from South Florida. I'm just reading this because I have no idea who they are. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Vanilla Ice's groupies. Um <laughs> And then there's also a soulful ballad. What is this power ballad, Samantha? That's why I'm, I'm, I'm honing in on that. Yeah, the one that's number one, right? Yeah. People can't get that. So this is, okay, it's a power ballad. It's a band. And they're from America. That's, uh, we're going to need more, Harvey. We're going to yeah. need more. Okay, so the American rock band, this American rock band, originally formed in 1967, uh, had one name, and then they shortened their name. And it will be the name that you would know them by. Uh, very popular because they brought in classical music, jazz, R&B, and pop music. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Formed in the 60s. I did, let's see, Black Sabbath, but that's yeah, okay. And one, you said it's one word, right? So One word. Okay, one so word. It's not Survivor, is it? 
That's a, no. ooh, that's a good guess. Journey? Journey? No. No? Oh, um, no. That's two words. Mm. Um, it's not R-E-N. Chicago? Again? Chicago? Chicago? But what song? Oh, 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 look away. I know. Yeah. Okay. Samantha. Look away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get your other jar of dirt. Thank you. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? <laughs> Look away. <laughs> by the Chicago Transit Authority. Later changed their name to just Chicago. You know, what's interesting is I never knew the, their other name. I only always knew them as Chicago. I didn't either. I had no idea they ever had another name. I yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. Huh, okay. The more you yeah, know. Yeah, even if you go back and listen to like the old, like twenty five or six to four or whatever, like the older Chicago stuff, like it's yeah. always just Chicago. Like they don't ever say Chicago. Well, is it Chicago Transit Authority? Chicago yeah. Transit. So the band formed in sixty seven. The name change came in nineteen sixty nine. So it was a quick, quick. Oh, maybe before they got famous. Then so we're not. Yes. we're not in a Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, Starship situation. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no. Did they get Did they get sued by the city of Chicago and had to change their name? Oh, oh I don't. You know, there's an article. I didn't get a chance to read the article. That's so funny. It's possible. It is possible. <laughs> that that's what happened, and that would be fantastic. I uh, hope that's so. Yeah, that's great. One one through six. Uh, number seven. Number seven is best known as if you ever. Whenever we're watching videos of uh, stuff from what is it? Um, Desert Storm. They played this song over it way too much. Desert Storm. Yeah, I don't remember anything from Desert Storm. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't remember anything about I remember Peter Jennings breaking into the Super Bowl Yeah. to give a news update about yeah. it. That's really the only thing I remember about it. And that, that general guy that was very famous. <laughs> Schwarzkopf. <laughs> Thank you. I was not yeah. going to come up with the name either. That guy. Yeah, yeah, a lot of videos later on. The music video definitely showed a lot of stuff from Desert Storm for this song. Okay. By this singer, actress, comedian. Singer, actress, oh, um, oh, I know what this is. Um, uh, Wind Beneath My Wings. Wind Beneath oh, My Wings by... God. Oh, Bette Midler. <laughs> Bette Midler. My next clue was going to be her sis- sister to Sarah Jessica Parker. Might have been a little bit of a stretch, but you would have gotten there. <laughs> Wait, she's related to Sarah Jessica Parker? No, they were just sisters in Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh of course. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Yes, that comes in. Wind Beneath My Wings comes in at number seven. So we are just the okay. uninspiring nine and ten. Okay. Um, what can you tell us? Help. Okay, so number nine is a song by an American dance pop band. Uh, the song combines elements of two previously recorded rock songs. Oh! Both... I know what this is. Oh? Wait, it's a, it's a medley. It's a medley. It's really? Yes. Will to Power? Is this Will to Power? Will to Power, yes. Yeah, so it's Freebird and um, Baby, I Love Your Way. Very good! Well done. You know what? You know? Look what I got. I'm gonna give you a third one. That was very impressive. You get a third jar of dirt. 
I was extremely fond of will to power as a small child. I don't know why, but this I was reason into that. alone. <laughs> awesome. I never thought that would be something that would come in useful. Um, <laughs> Thank you, because I didn't know where I was going to go with. What happens when you combine Peter Frampton and Leonard Skinner? <laughs> I would have gotten it from that, too. That's good. Yeah, good. No, I would have gotten it from that, too. Um, All right. So our last one, uh, a American singer-songwriter is known for her soulful ballads, particularly from the height of quiet storm period of the 1980s. Not sure what that means. The what? The height exactly. of? The quiet storm of yeah. R&B that was known as... Oh. Well, I guess I, I guess you have to toss Madonna out. Um, yeah, R and B. So okay, it's is it too? It's too early for Tony Braxton, right? I have to guess because this is the one that we never guessed, and it's always there. <laughs> it is too early. So okay, um, soul singer. It's it's definitely a girl, right? Like because I was also yes. going to guess Luther Vandross. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> Tina Turner. Ooh. No, no, Tina. Mm. Patty LaBelle. I, I think you no, not this popular of a name, but I have heard the name, but I'm not familiar with her work. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. This is. I have no idea. Mm. Either either I guessed or Bo already guessed all of the people who I would have guessed. Hey, yeah. You guys are giving it your best shot, you know, and that's okay. Uh, I don't suppose there's anything. Any other hints? Yeah, can you give us another hint, like about the title or something? I, man, I it's tough because you guys have given your best, and I, I really don't know what else to tell you. Well, now you're just confusing me because you're trying to get me to say best, which is Tina Turner, simply right. the best. Yes. but clearly that's not what you want. So now I'm no. confused. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, that's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Come on, it's, it's not Tina. Is that the best y'all got? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I don't. Number know. ten. Uh, you would give it to you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Would Put us out of our misery. Anita Baker's giving you the best that I got. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. I I do know that. I do know that song. I would never have gotten that though. Um, I wow. Okay, I see why you said what you said. Now, <laughs> I don't think I ever would have come up with that. Uh, Anita Baker. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So some other fun ones. Uh, y'all good. Good job. Well, uh, you know, hold on. Y'all did pretty good there. You know, Millie Vanilli helped out a lot. <laughs> Who would have thought they'd be for the top twenty-eight? Um. <laughs> Gloria Stefan also, they're at number 14, Don't Want to Lose You. Mm. Bill Collins, Two Hearts, coming in at 20. Oh, no. Uh. Oh, no. So bad. So bad. Bon Jovi's I'll Be There For You at 23. Oh. Madonna, okay. previously mentioned, uh, 25, Like a Prayer. Oh, I love it. Wow, that wasn't, I would have thought that would have been higher. Me too. Wow. Right? Okay. Uh, Tone Locks, Wild Thing, coming in at 33. Oh, we were very, very into that, my dad and I, when I was a small. I don't know what this says about my dad's parenting, but we were very into that. Clearly, I didn't understand the meaning of the song at all, 
and my dad didn't feel the need to like police the small child walking around singing this at all. Right. I, mm, yep. Um, 35 shares. If I could turn back time. That was 89. Wow. I right? just listened to an episode of uh, 60 songs that explain the nineties today. And he did shares believe and, and he referenced that song. And I don't think I thought about that song since 1989. Wow. <laughs> and now it's come up uh, twice in one day. Weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're going to promote this. There you go. <laughs> uh, Prince's bat dance comes in at 44. Oh. And the only way to end this, number 47, Love Shack by the B-52s. Oh, I hate that song <laughs> so much. I really, really hate that song. I do like Bat Dance, though. Bat Dance is fun. <laughs> pretty much anything. No, 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 other, no other takers for Bat Dance? No? No, pretty much anything B-52s is overplayed, so no. Well, yes. That's yeah. the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Bo, you you wanted the king of pop. Uh, Michael Jackson does make the top one hundred. Smooth Criminal down at ninety three. Oh, ninety three was it released December thirty first? What the hell is that? I'm hoping so. I think that's actually a much older song. Oh, you're saying eighty eight? That must have come back. Got it. Oh, you, you yeah. are correct. It was uh, released November fourteenth of nineteen eighty eight. So it was still hanging on from his seventh album, Bad, which was released in 87. So not, interesting. Yeah, I need to do a little more okay. research. Like two year shelf life on that. That's pretty good. Okay. okay yeah. That, yeah. That, that makes much more sense. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense to me. <laughs> cool. All right. Any other fun facts from 1989 you want to share there, Irby? I know it's eighty nine. Is just you know back to the very beginning. That was always what stuck with me is falling in love with baseball, getting to be seven, seventh birthday, stay up late and watch baseball, and having to look at my parents going, "Why is there a bridge that has collapsed? I don't understand. Where's the baseball game?" <laughs> Can only imagine how my parents had to deal with a child going, "Well, <laughs> there won't be baseball tonight." So, yeah. wow. <laughs> well, all right then. That's going to do it for us. Nice time, Castle Ruby. That was fun. Wherever you listen to us, give us a like, subscribe to the show, toss a review on on Twitter, also known as X. (laughs) Until next week, watch some football. It's good for you. Okay.